up guys it's your boy marcus in the crew and we're back with another season season two of adjusting a life with the boys with the crew how you doing today guys how you doing john what's up guys my week is pretty good i'm feeling exhausted you know uh, it's been hard i'm taking 32 credit hours this quarter so we'll see what happens what about you uh, carlos Oh, me? Well, my week is going so far. It's great. And no, I just have 30 credits, but it's it's kind of, I'm kind of dealing and managing. But how about you, Ryan? Uh, my week was uh, adequate enough. Uh, going into fifth quarter, for those who don't know, fifth quarter to a lot of people is known as the make it or break it quarter. It's, so. it's worse than fourth quarter? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. But overall, it was cool. Glad to see more people on campus. What about you, Danny? Um, you know, kind of like Ryan, I'm in fifth quarter as well. Um, and it's it's been an eventful week so far. You know, uh, for those of you that are in the program, we're you know we're taking path, uh, ortho, you know, CNS, a couple of classes that you know can be pretty tough. A lot of people. Um, in the program tend to, you know, not really, they tend to kind of divide up this quarter because it, it can get pretty overwhelming. And on top of that, I decided to start the master's program this quarter as well. So I figured if I'm going to dig myself the grave, I might as well dig it the whole six feet instead of just going halfway, you know? What about you, Ken? How was your break or quarter? Well, we just came back from break for those who don't know we just finished our first week of fifth quarter so it's it's been a it's been a long week pretty tiring week and i think we're all a little bit exhausted so that's why it seems like the energy's a little low so uh you know i mean you know we be turning we're, up around her so yeah, I don't, you know it's I, been a long and tiring week that's all i gotta say hold on hold on let me ask marcus because he always complain oh, with austin yeah, yeah. ask him oh marcus how, how was your marcus? week marcus how was your week marcus marcus how are you doing how are you doing today marcus i appreciate y'all so much y'all make me feel so welcome i absolutely hate every single one of y'all <laughs> but anyway so uh my week has been going really really good um it's been long just like i'm in fourth quarter i'm actually not in fifth of with those guys um it's me jan and carlos we're in fourth and so this actually like our first time feeling like a doctor you know in a sense because we starting to do clinical type stuff um just a tad bit more and so we're um as for people in the program we're doing toggle right now um which is you know a very very interesting technique um but other than that it's been it's been one hell of a ride so far um, but today, guys, we got a special guest that we want to introduce. Drum roll, please. We need a drum roll. Yes, sir. The man, the myth, the 12th quarter man of the year, Alex Ramos. What's up, what's up fellas? How y'all doing? It's good to be here. I've been hearing a lot about this podcast. Y'all are killing it. I'm loving it. So what's up, Alex? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, as Marcus said, I'm uh, 12th quarter. I um, yeah, I'm, I've been here for three years and some change. How long? However long, about three years. And I'm from Alabama originally. And yeah, I'm just here with y'all, here to get this get this diploma and help the world. Yeah, for real, man. 
you know, it's really cool getting to talk to somebody who's, you know, in an upper quarter. Um, we don't, in the program, you know, you're constantly surrounded by people either in the same quarter as you or like around the same quarters. Especially when you get to like fifth, you'll get people from sixth quarter, seventh quarter. So Definitely. it's really cool getting to hear from somebody who's a little bit later on in the program. But, um, you know, what made you want to come into chiropractic school? Um, I mean, just like all of us, my, I mean, we, every, we all have different paths. I've always known my, my dad's a chiropractor, so I've, I've grown up in it. And I've just known ever since I knew that we, I was going to have to have a job someday, I knew this had to be it. I've, I've seen how it helps people, and if I, if I can glimpse that as just somebody shadowing, if I can be the one who does it with my hands, that means the world. So that's, I've always known that's my passion. That's awesome to hear, Alex. Uh, what year did you start? Um, I started in September of 2018. Okay. Uh, what was your first like prominent thought or memory that you got when you first stepped on campus you started taking biochem osteology all those classes uh dude i was like a lot of us i was slapped in the face i mean we all know it's hard but you don't realize the work that that we have to put in just to get where we're at like this stuff is it's difficult there's a lot of classes involved there's a lot of credits. It's, it's hard work. I just want to say one thing. Um, when you started, weren't you fully on campus? Uh, yes, yes. So there was no online classes. There was no asynchronous classes. You were fully in this oh, business. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there was no, there was no online. There was... We didn't have quit. Like, it was... Everything was paper, scantrons. It was hard. We... We met up in the hall, like finals. We gathered like like a herd of animals, and they pushed us in the halls. Went to security. <laughs> it was it was intense. Like checking y'all bags and stuff, and being oh. like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, make sure he ain't got nothing." Exactly. Like you couldn't bring in pencils. They they had to provide pencils. Everything. Like oh was, shoot, they have they have a metal detector in there. <laughs> oh, dude, I thought I was going to jail. I was, I was about to cry in the back of the class. Was it was this was this for your regular classes or was this for your boards exams? Because no, this was for every single final exam. Wow, classes. wow, that's are you for real? Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Damn, I really uh, want to hear like you know you said that uh, it was felt like a slap in the face coming from um you know coming from where you came from in, in undergrad and so how like how was the transition just overall because. Like you come in and you have and you see you taking twenty seven to thirty something credit hours compared to whatever you took in undergrad. Like, bro, that I know it's it scared the, it scared the hell out of me. So I want to hear I want to hear it from your side too. Yeah, bro. Like, I mean, I've always taken what's considered full what's considered full full time, but back home full time is 15, 14, 16 hours. You get here and they're like, okay, we're gonna start you at thirty. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> for one yeah. quarter. So it takes organization for sure. They say they tell him, "Oh yeah, I know you took fifteen in undergrad, so fifteen times two, get it, get it, thirty. Well, what was I, your major, Alex? Uh, my major, since I knew I was going to do this, I went ahead and did biology. I figured that would give me the best head start. So that's that's where I came from. Now, did you? Or would you say that you had a good study habit going into chiropractic school? Or did you have to kind of adapt to whatever you got? 
Uh, no, my my study habits were not on par where where I needed to be. Like I, like I said, I was I did full time in undergrad, but I worked 40, 45 hours a week, so I just did it at night. So when I got here and I would see, I saw my roommate at the time studying. All he did was study. I was like, whoa, maybe I got to start doing that. And then the first midterms caught me, and I was like, okay, it it, ha- it, it happens quick. You don't realize how fast that eleven weeks go until it passes. Mm-hmm. So I had to had to get had to get right. And when you say it goes by fast, you really mean it goes by fast. Because the first midterm I had, I was you know I was online um, with you know of course these guys as well. And the first midterm we had, I was scared to death. Like, I felt, um, you know, kind of allude to this a little bit later, but I felt kind of alone because we were we were online. So we felt kind of, I don't know how to really describe it, but we just felt alone. And we felt like we needed to study so, so, so hard because we knew nobody, we knew we couldn't study with nobody else. So it only was up to us. To, you know to make you know make it work so how was it um having people on campus that you could you know talk to and depend on as well so y'all can keep each other in check man that's that's what all that's what all this is about like literally of course it's possible someone do this on their own but it's you have to have your group your study group people to help help you accountable like that's what i admire about y'all's group y'all have, I've, I've sat in the backgrounds and watched y'all Y'all have each other's back. It's like, hey, you need Marcus. You got to study. Hey, Danny, you you haven't you got this test tomorrow. You ready for it? You have to have that those friendships. That's what gets us through for sure. Well, I'll say that about most of us, but I don't know. Ryan, uh, Ryan doesn't really hype anybody up. He just claims how he's more superior than everybody. So <laughs> I don't know so much uh, support there. So what you guys make on the test? Oh, I made a ninety. <laughs> Too bad I made a ninety-two. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you guys ask me what I get. I'm going to say what I get. I don't always do better than everyone else, but I personally like to keep my grades private until people ask. Uh-huh. You don't want to be the one in the background and be like, oh, I made a 90. Damn, I made a 12. How? <laughs> you know somebody did bad when they walk away from the conversation when you're talking about it. <laughs> On everything. You just got to walk in to your exam and just think you're superior. That's all you need to do. No, you You'll you gotta fine. you gotta walk into the to the exam and think I'm Ryan. I that, am Ryan. Uh, that's it. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna kind of <laughs> we're gonna kind of uh, change the uh, topic here. So, Alex, was uh, how would you say you handled your first like burnout experience? Um. Yeah. It it happened. I feel like it happened pretty quick. I mean, I got, I would say probably coming back after my maybe first or second quarter after, after break is when it hit me. Um, going from nonstop studying, when you're in the, like, we're in a bubble here at school. Everybody's studying, everybody's on each other. But when you go home, it's hard to get back into it. So I feel like that caught me and I had to realize why I was here. You know, um, now that you mentioned it, Alex, it, it's kind of crazy that we'll have a break that's about one week long every other quarter and then we have a three-week break one of those three-week breaks is our summer break and the other three-week break is christmas break and i remember when if i'm not mistaken when we first started we started in october right and mm-hmm. and after that we had christmas break and coming into coming into the pro, like you know from that online transition to in person for us 
and we had just had Christmas break, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I did not feel prepared to come back in person because I, I know Ken was in there with me. And I don't know how you felt. But, dude, I was like, well, I don't know what the hell I'm Kind of in do. the same boat because we we just came back. Well, we were in quarantine. So we were all we were finishing undergrad online, basically. So transitioning from finishing school online where you were taking, you know, maybe your final couple classes and then having summer break plus quarantine smacked together. And then you're thrown in online to this one quarter where, you know, you, you work hard for 11 weeks and you get some stuff done. But then... It's another three-week break that you have before you go back into school. It was kind of just unmotivating, and it was hard to get back into it and really get a really good groove. And one thing I'll add on top of that is when we started school here at Life, um, all of our tests were online, obviously. Like, personally, me, Ken, and Danny didn't take a in-person paper test until last quarter. So it's been well over a year since any of us have actually gone to a classroom, sat down, and circled the correct answer with a pencil. And Alex, what I want to ask you is, how was that transition the other way around to you? Um, I definitely feel, I see what you're saying, I definitely feel like I lost a lot. Going from studying for on the, on the paper test to the online it, you're just missing a lot of connection and also people when people hear online like oh that's easy it's actually really not it's actually harder because you're not getting the opportunities to learn from your teacher you can't talk to them you can't ask your questions so I was in a position where I would I would take tests and I'm like yeah I think it'll be easy and it up being harder than the paper test because I put myself in a position where I didn't prepare like I should yeah you get more relaxed because you think it's gonna be easy and that's the thing like when when you take an online test um and you you know you're preparing for studying it's it's different because when you're in the classroom and you can actually ask questions you can actually talk to the teacher they may give you they may, may give you different hints to kind of be like okay this is something that you actually need to know or they may end up saying something that resonates in your mind you know about it because you know it's just that's just how you know exams work but I wanted to ask you, this is a question on everybody's mind, how, you know, how's the, you know, inpatient versus outpatient going? Man, it's, dude, it's everything. Like, this is what we're here for. Um, my, my first experience, I mean, of course, um, going from student clinic to outpatient clinic, which out for the people listening, outpatient means we're, we're working on real patients, real scenarios, real people. So, we're working we're here working on the community so when i went from working on a student it's easier to not see a student as a patient which is not correct i mean we if anybody needs the care we do we're bent over looking at uh, books studying nonstop. but when i went to outpatient i had to really take a step back and it was like yo this is what i'm here for i'm i'm able, i'm finally able to put my hands on a real person and you know i just want to you know get to tell a little bit about Alex myself you know I've been his roommate since the, like since the start of me actually coming to campus and I have nothing but good things to say about this man like he comes he studies he comes out the room he even asks me questions and try to keep me in tune and keep me up to date with what's going on and so um, he's also gonna be uh, my doc and outpatient and so at the end of the day like I just been hearing a whole lot of good things um, about him 
Also, he make them best brownies I ever had. They be busting. Now you gotta watch Jan. He'll take your brownies when you're looking. <laughs> I heard him. I, you, you'll hear a fork clicking, and it'll be him in there grubbing on them. Now, uh, Alex, one thing I want to ask you is, with outpatient, do you look at X-rays a lot? Uh, it depends on the patient, but yes, anytime I have the opportunity to treat a new patient, if they have X-rays on file, I'm always looking at them. If not, if not to make sure that they're getting the best care, I'm also learning. Okay, cool. Um, also, for those of you that don't know, uh, we in chiropractic school actually receive more training and hours learning x-ray and radiology than people in med school do. And I just want to ask you what your experience is like going through scale rad A through D and then soft tissue and how you put that experience of learning into your outpatient experience. I mean, it definitely goes um, it goes hand in hand with looking at the patient's files. Anytime, like I said, anytime I have a patient that has x-rays, I'm looking not only to make sure that there's nothing wrong, I, I'm still learning. I mean, we go through a lot of scale classes, and like you said, people don't don't realize how much radiology we actually get. We're we're held at the same standard as that of a DAC bar, which is a which is the person who becomes a doctor of chiropractic, then does a three to four hundred hour residency. And for those that don't know, there are less or about two hundred DAC bars in the entire world. And a DAC bar is somebody who finishes their chiropractic program and then goes on to get a license or a certification in uh, radiology itself. So actually two of our professors um, for our skeletal radiology class that we're taking in fifth quarter are DAC bar uh, license slash certified, um, which is really cool. But I wanted to ask you, um, Alex, so when you're an outpatient, is there... They like there's always there's there was this professor last quarter that told me he's like, you know, when you're looking at a patient, you have to kind of put on your doctor glasses first, like your medical physician doctor glasses where you're like, all right, let me diagnose and figure out what's going on and look at it from a medical standpoint. And then once you rule out everything, then you take off those doctor glasses and you put on your chiropractor glasses and you figure out, all right, what can I do to, you know, better this patient's life? So I kind of just want to ask you how how do you do that? I mean, it's you just got to think about put the patient first. I mean, like, just like you said, I have a I have one patient who is she's 86. And the first thing I see, I'm like, yo, that's my grandma. Like I see her and like I see mm-hmm. myself. And like the first thing I want to do is help her. Mm-hmm. But before I even t- touched her, palpated her, did anything, I looked at her file and she has all kinds of stress fractures, osteoporosis, all type of situations. So I had to look at the case and decide what I couldn't do before I could be the chiropractor and help. Wow, interesting. Alex, I have a really good question for you, and this is one for the listeners at home too. What's one piece of advice that you would give somebody listening to right now who isn't in chiropractic school and would want to go and what their steps would be and what, what, do you, what would you say to a past version of yourself before you entered or are going into chiropractic school? I mean, I feel like the most important thing for any student, future students, and honestly, any doctors is to know our reason why. Either have, if we don't have a reason why, figure it out because that's what's going to get you through these 12, 14 quarters of 25, 30 credits. 
because at the you know because if you don't have a reason why, then like I don't really know how to explain it, but you need a reason why you're doing anything because. Well, you you have to kind of anchor your mind, right? You have to give yourself a reason on why you want to come to this school, why you want to become a better person and help other people. You have to have that set motivational goal to really instill into other people because if people see you that you have a anchored mind and they'll follow you and and they'll see and understand that you're very motivated to do something and that you're kind of like a rock. You're, you're stood there and you want to continue to show leadership. 100%. 100%. I just wanted to say one thing. Um, we went to a talk yesterday because in, in the first week of this of this program, since they're celebrating everything being back in person, um, we went to a talk yesterday and they mentioned a lot of the doctors there are very well-renowned docs around Atlanta, North Carolina, you know, all these states around here. And they're part of this group called Life Force. Um, and not to get like too deep into it, but Life Force is basically this, uh, it's, a, it's a student um, organization that um, works together with other docs to give networking opportunities, to give uh, internship opportunities, all these different types of stuff. And um, they mentioned, you know, you gotta have this little something. Like when you're in practice and you're, you know, whether what they considered practice was not just being in an office and working they meant in practice is every single moment you lay your hands on somebody in while you're in this program and even outside of the program that's your practice so you always have to have that little something and manifest that little something in you i just wanted to add that little tidbit in there and i also want to add confidence is a whole lot to do with it you have to be confident in what you're saying you have to be confident in what you're doing because no one wants somebody else nobody wants somebody touching them that's that's afraid you know of what's going to happen don't really know what's going to happen because you're putting people's lives at risk here you want to you want to make sure you know what you're doing you want to make sure you do it correctly and you want to make sure that they're you know receiving the best you know the best version of you because you got to look at them like they're a human being not a patient at the end of the day they're not patient number one they're not patient number two that's you know say for instance her name's Susie. that's Susie over there and she you know her mother is depending on you to be able to you know help her out to be the best cheerleader she can be you know that at the end of the day that could really make or break a a child you know a childhood's dream could be shattered right then and there or you could be the person that revived her dream yeah you're right you're right uh i was just want to ask alex about you know he's so far on the program right now What's your favorite class so far? Man, I don't, it's, that's hard to narrow it down. I would, there's no doubt I would say the adjusting classes for sure. Give me a, give me a top three. Um, I'll say full spine three because that's where you put all the full spines together. I really enjoy uh, activator, which is another uh, technique course. And um, I'll say SOT, sacral occipital technique. Awesome. Bro, sacral occipital technique is dope. Definitely going to that this quarter. Awesome. Uh, all right, do you guys want to ask something else? Because I got another question about uh, peak. Because you almost go to go to peak. Well, yeah, I just, I actually, I just signed some peak paperwork earlier, um, dude. When I mean, I'm not even, I haven't done it yet. But when you just signing the paperwork, makes everything real. Like before you can sign the peak paperwork, you're you do your application to graduate and I'm 
So I did it in the library. I'm like, whoa, it's already here. So you it just up on you. It does. It, it's 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 sneaking up. It's creeping up on all of y'all. Y'all are right. Y'all are right behind me. Like we're we're all there. We're about we're about to be out of here. But the I feel like the best best thing to do with peak is just find a, a office that's in line with your goals. And for any doctors out there listening, you will be very 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 happy to have him you know come in and talk you know not just talk come in and show him a couple of things because he's always willing to learn alex is a very 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 well-rounded person in general he, you will be very very blessed to have him in and today that was such a marvelous thing that we did we had alex ramos come on he came he conquered he did everything that we all asked him to do and so i just want to thank him for coming on Alex, do you want to say something else? Um, any advice? Any any advice is just start. I mean, I've I've seen all y'all. All y'all go to all the clubs. That's that's the one thing. If I could go back and change, I would do that. I didn't start doing clubs until a few quarters in, and the quicker you start, the quicker the quicker you become proficient in your craft. So y'all are doing it. I want to like I want to give a applause to all y'all. Y'all y'all are very impressive. I watch all y'all. Y'all practice, study work out i mean geez marcus is a monster in the gym he danny is too all y'all are i've seen all y'all work out so just keep doing what y'all are doing y'all are killing it alex i'm just trying to be like you man you know that's my goal be like alex y'all gonna make me cry <laughs> but, but alex in all reality i feel like i could vouch for everyone here when we say we are very thankful that we met you you have been someone that we can aspire to be when we get to the upper quarters you're somebody that takes time out of their day to listen to our questions, to give us answers that not everybody might have access to, especially right now. So for that, we just want to say thank you. And thank you for coming on to the podcast as well. And Thanks. And for answering these questions for people that may be listening at home or in their car or their bathtub, whatever. <laughs> I hope not next to <laughs> no bathtub. That's weird. But um, I just want to, you know, just let, let you know, bro, at the end of the day, when you may think someone's not watching, it's people always watching. I've always been told that regardless of me playing football or me just walking around in life or me in chiropractic school, it's always somebody watching. And I just want to tell you, I be watching all the time. Not the only the one who's watching, Marcus. Everyone's watching over here. But seriously, Alex, <laughs> thank you for coming and really appreciate it that you can be that motivational you every time i see you it just makes me motivated to keep on going because i know i can get through it and i feel like we all can get through it and as as a group and just everyone pushing each other every single day uh, i really see how everyone's working harder and harder to get that goal and become a chiropractor oh yeah whole lot of thanks whole lot of love go out to you and i just want to tell you guys thank you for tuning in with another episode of adjusting the life it's your boy Marcus with the crew, and we out. Later. So, if people with glasses are generally considered smart, why do they have to fail a test to get them? Bruh. <laughs> <laughs>